Guevara invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalier. Morning, everybody, and today we've gone all Anna Corrin as we lift the lid on scams, scandals, mm-hmm. blags, mm-hmm. shonks, and the latest dodgy deals from the possibly fictional country of Nigeria. Dog gives birth to a kitten. Quality ABC drama returns to the airwaves with an exclusive, possibly fake preview of the next series of Life on Mars. Channel 7 given a horrifying choice. Do you need to apologise to yourself, to your family, and your footy club? This is the show to call Live Earth Pelican in. Incident. Remember Pamela Anderson? She's like a heritage mm. trashy celebrity. We'll find out what she's been up to. Who's pretending to be a German polar bear? Comedian Geraldine Hickey joins us today. Not exactly a household name, but she will be once she spent an hour in Richard Marsland's discovery tank. Prepare for the rubber duck invasion. <laughs> it's all coming up on Get This, where all throughout today's show, Ed Cavalier sings the best of Dean Geyer. So don't say what you're thinking now. Don't be afraid, I'll try and make it easy for you, woo. That's the best. Mm. <laughs> That's the cars you might think. Good morning, everybody. It's Get This Around the Nation on Triple M with myself, Tony Martin. Pure humbug. That's what I'll be talking. We've got Ed Cavalier. Shorts, they're That's cool lots. what he's wearing. And, of course, Richard Marsland. Mm. Okay, not, not that impressive. <laughs> Ran out of gear. <laughs> well, welcome aboard now. For the last few shows at the, the top of the program, we've just been laying into Ed's upcoming movie, uh, Meat Pie. Probably, uh, I'd say, most of the program, Sure, Joe. that's fair enough. <laughs> most of the week, I'd say. People are saying, guys, come on, stop knocking. Mm. Mostly, um, Rex Hunt's been mm. on the line. Dead Knockers! Dead beat! Losers from the scallop industry! Rolling another fat cigarette! <laughs> let's, uh, you know, let's turn the spotlight on, you know, good drama. Yeah. As opposed to? <laughs> you couldn't think of anything? Quality comedy. <laughs> the one with all the sailors and overalls. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty good. See this, petrol. The ABC always has a bit of quality drama. That's their go. Fitzy from the Melbourne Cage has mm. put me onto this show on Sunday nights called Life on Mars. Have you seen that? No, I've never seen it, but I've heard a lot about it. It's got that guy from Human Traffic and the Lakes in it. Is it John yeah. Sims? Or? Yeah, he goes back in time. Yeah. He's a cop. goes back to 1973. Second series... Uh, Goes back to seventy three again. Ah, no, okay. I'm yeah. thinking, you know, other times that would be the way to go with that. Mm. I think we've got a preview. There's uh, obviously a lot of other shows coming up on the ABC. Uh, detective. Sh- there always seems to be good detective shows coming up. They're if long. you've got an English accent and you're mm. solving crimes in a small town that has amazingly a large number of murders, you're <laughs> a dead certainty for the ABC. Oh, it's all coming up on your ABC. <laughs> Coming up on your ABC, a new series of Life on Mars. My name is Sam Tyler. I'm a police officer. I had an accident and woke up in 1473. Am I mad, in a coma, or back in time? Whatever it is, it's like I've landed on a different planet. What have we got here? Open and shut, Gov. She's a witch. Right, chuck her on the bonfire. We'll be down at tavern quaffing mead by closing. Hey? <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, what's the matter with the D.I. Tyler? I don't know. It's uh, it's not really procedure, is it? Procedure? This be the 15th bloody century. I don't give a toss about procedure. Yeah, but why do you jump straight to necromancy? I mean, these are the classic symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. You what? Look, I'm a police officer. I don't think thou have the balls to be a witch finder, G.I. Tyler. That's not true. Listen, Merry England is my gaff. I say burn her. Then, providing balance in the chaser's absence, it's Tony Abbott's War on Everything. This week, Tony shows up at Philip Adams' house dressed as an issue of Quadrant. Followed by the new look message stick. News in the form of a stick. And Tuesday Night Book Club with radio's Ed Cavalier. Well, it's so hard to choose. Obviously, Middlemarch has that extraordinary sprawling narrative and deep mastery of character, but at the same time, Zoo has the booty bag. There's family fun with Mr Bean Goes to Baghdad. You can't park there, sir. 
Followed by just a photograph of Sigrid Thornton for two continuous hours. Then, from the makers of Midsummer Murders, comes an identical series about a country detective with too much exposition on his hands. Of course, Constable, the missing gun was only a diversion. That must mean Sir Roderick wanted us out of the way at precisely 2pm. But why, Sarge? Why at that exact time? Because that's when he plans to murder Lady Felicity with a gun he keeps in the top drawer of the desk in his office unless we can get there in time to stop him completing his nefarious plan. So what should we do? Drive there. Right now, in this car, before it's too late. Sir Roderick, why are you going over to your desk in your office? Because there's something in this top drawer. What? Yes, this gun. But Sarge, I don't understand how you knew about the gun in the top drawer. I saw it in the back of a photograph in the microfiche file of the public library. Of course. Drive faster, he's probably already cocking the gun. There, as you can see, this gun is pointed directly at your head and I've just cocked it. But why would you have kept a gun there in the first place? Simple, it was a gift from Lord Bellamy, the same Lord Bellamy who knew where the diamonds were hidden. I'm going to pull the trigger any second now, and do you know what that means? And why the suitcase had a false bottom left! The firing pin will collide with the bullet casing? Exactly. The same suitcase Lady Carstairs mentioned in her original will. As soon as that clock strikes 2pm, that's what I'll be doing. Firing this gun. And that's why the passport details didn't match up, causing the bullet to emerge twin sister in Norfolk. Look, it's nearly 2pm. Counterfeit Krugerrands. Blackmail, of course. Drop that gun, Sir Roderick. Damn. Hence the thumbprint on the Matisse. Correct. The explaining detective and his helpfully dim assistant on your ABC. There you go. <laughs> If I was to tell you that's pretty much word for word an episode of Midsummer Murders that I saw. <laughs> Tony, that's the longest uh, sketch you've ever done with English accents when no one's copped it in the plums. <laughs> what an era. What? <laughs> There'll have to be a remix for the podcast. Fantastic. Uh, more in a moment on Get This. Lincoln Park, what I've done. Is that from Transformers? Is it it? Yeah, I think it was at that point that Shia LaBeouf uh, <laughs> was making out with a girl that was far too hot for him. It's while, a- while, actually, now that I think about it, the uh, Transformers have come all the way here yeah. just to cop a perv mm. because Shia LaBeouf and uh, the girl are making out on the floor <laughs> and there's just a few Autobots standing around going, yeah, okay. <laughs> Right. <laughs> here to protect, right? here to protect. It's Just watching. This around the nation on Triple M. Who is Shia LaBeouf? Mm. Uh, he was in Disturbia, best uh. remake of Rear Window you could ever hope for. And he's playing uh, Indiana Jones' son. He is. In oh, the is one, he? In the one they're shooting right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be doing all the action stuff. Like, you know, I was telling you about how I saw James Brown towards the end. Oh, yes. And during the you know bit where he had to do the splits, when it stood up the back, women in bikinis came out and did all the splits <laughs> for him. That's what this Shia LaBeouf's going to be doing for Harrison Ford in the new year. You're absolutely right. We need to get that thing off a high shelf, but I'm tied to this chair. Off you go, son. All right. Get your glasses, Dad. Enough nerd talk. Let's talk about... Oh, man. Yes, it's time for... As it so often is. Looking for sex news. Looking for sex news. All just letting that music finish. Mm. In case we don't have the rights for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. Uh, Pamela Anderson. You remember Pamela Anderson? She invented strutting about with not much on, didn't yeah, she? Yeah. Because well, well, when I was growing up, she, as far as I was concerned, she started it. And thank you, Pamela. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was the original. Thanks for the videos. Good oh, on you. Well, mm. she's come up with a great idea. She's thought of a fitting tribute for her Finnish grandfather. Naming a string of strip clubs after the country of his birth, I thought it would be a great way to celebrate my Finnish heritage. The actress writes on her website, I'm looking into opening a chain of strip clubs and I'll call them Lapland. Brilliant. (laughs) What better way to pay tribute to the nation of your forebears, Ed? Mm. You know, each one a kind of topless embassy for Lapland. (laughs) A glimpse of a faraway land. While you're ogling the tail, you're saluting the fjords <laughs> and honouring the esteemed lineage of her off Baywatch. It's <laughs> great. Do you think Lapland will be happy with that? The country of Lapland? Best publicity they ever got. Although it does, uh, when you get there, it'll be slightly disappointing. Yeah. Like there'll be mountains of pervy tourists showing up in Lapland going, all right then, hey? 
I'll get a bus. Hey, hey, it's just a bus. Well, if if I could do that for my uh, for my family, we could yeah. have divorce land. <laughs> Custody battle land. That's a whole nother segment. That's a beauty. I'm going to be moving into there as well. Oh, hang on. I already live in that land. But, you know, maybe the nation of Lapland could take this approach themselves at the airport. Ah, I see. Welcome to Lapland. You can look, but you can't touch. It's getting hot in here. Lapland. Unlike Norway, our Alps are real. Oh, I don't know. Sizzling hot. <laughs> Maybe Pamela has discovered something mm. that the country itself hadn't thought of. Good woman. Uh, you know, when we're looking for sex news, where do we turn? Or rather, who do we turn to? We turn to uh, Australia's finest journalist, uh, Crystal from uh, Big Brother, Ooh. fake Norks fame. Uh, hasn't who, won any Walkleys, but well, she yet. did win uh, World's Best Butt. She did. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mag- in the yeah, magazine. Somewhat of a rigged poll, I might add. Uh, and uh, so anyway, she's got a column. And this one, Tone, I mean, she's always been known for her, uh, how do you say, her ability to understand the, the you know, the ins and outs of uh, all different manners of boudoir relations. What are you leading to? Well, she, now she's gotten into cultural sensitivity, which I like. Oh, okay. Because Blair's off to the UN mm. to deal with the Middle East. He's right. the perfect man for the job, Rich. Yes, You've yeah, been yeah. saying this for months. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. He's my now, first choice. Is he? Yep. Okay. Rock solid. Uh, so now I think Crystal's <laughs> Crystal's moving into sort of... Sorry, when you say Blair, do you mean Blair off Big Brother? <laughs> no, no, I mean Tony Blair. Oh, Tony Blair. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's what I thought you meant. Yes, did you? Well, yeah. <laughs> Really? I think it would work better, actually. Okay, okay. Uh, but listen, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> Sorry. So take off all your cravats. All right, ready? Let's get into it. Dear Crystal, this is a letter that she got. I'm pregnant, but it's not my boyfriend's. I wasn't going to come clean, but the father uh, might be black. I'm not sure. What should I do? Oh, okay. Right. From Magdalena, Broadmeadows, Victoria. Mm. It's a tough question. Mm. And, and Magdalena's thought correctly, the best thing to do is to ask Crystal. Yeah. And Crystal has come up with the perfect answer. I'm sure that if your baby popped out looking like it just had a spray tan, he'd be a tad sus. Send it to the UN now. You're all, we'd all be a tad sus. Hook up with Kofi and Air. They've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> she goes on. Especially if he bears a close resemblance to the monk from the Da Vinci Code. Cop that, Albinos. Bang! Just a passing shot. And then, at the, and the last thing you'd, you'd want to deal with just after giving birth is your guy's face... After he sees his caramel surprise, Zero, you'll have to fess up. Now that's it. You haven't made that up. Every word of it. Every word of it. Wow. Straight from the Norgs' mouth. Okay. The force gut defense. <laughs> that's what we're using. Oh, I don't know what to say about yeah. that. Yeah. That's, that's unpleasant. <laughs> it's very unpleasant. Okay. Well, there you go. It's not very sexy. This isn't meant to be the sexy. See, this is what I'm saying. We've got into Mino Reiki country. <laughs> Sex it up a bit, Cavalier, or maybe Mr. Marsden, former host of, what was it, the Oral Sex Program? The Oral yeah, Sex yeah, Program, uh, late nights. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I have some news, not necessarily about sex, but about relationships and celebrity relationships. Yeah. Mm. So if you saw those photos of Nick Lachey in the famous magazine. Really good photos. Ed's snouting around the office looking for uh, the uncensored versions <laughs> of the uh, spa. <laughs> snouting around makes it sound seedy. <laughs> I just, all I did was lock the door, put on a trench coat and get onto Google. I have seen you sort of going, you know, bobbing for Apple style <laughs> in a huge pile of FHMs at Zoo. <laughs> Five minutes before the show. Maybe. Looking for truffles. Okay. <laughs> and finding racism instead. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of the world of celebrity relationships, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Knoxville, friend of the show, mm-hmm. um, from, from Jackass, he has filed for divorce from his wife of 12 years. Oh, why? Sad news. Very sad news. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, they've been together 12 years. Yeah. That was even before he was a big star. Uh, yeah, um, sure. But uh, they had a big argument, apparently. She threw the ring at him. And then she shot him with a beanbag gun, <laughs> slammed him into the wall with a shopping trolley. It was a very nasty fight. Not looking forward to that core battle. Footage on YouTube. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, this has been the least sexy sex segment. Yeah, I'm sorry. It got away from us, didn't it? It certainly did. Mm. Nothing else in uh, Crystal's column? No mention of, oh, Mr. Ballsack. <laughs> Mr. Ballsack. Bring him back. Mr. Ballsack's gone, qu- gone quiet. I think uh, race issues are possibly beyond Crystal. I think she should just uh, stick with the nether regions. <laughs> the nation. She is the ambassador for uh. the nation of the nether regions, <laughs> after all. All right. Okay. Let's get out of here. That's not very sexy. Hey, I got something next. An amazing Pelican incident at Live Earth they don't want you to hear about. That'll turn things around. That's you too. Still haven't found what they're looking for. It's Triple M. The program is Get This, brought to you by the Nissan Navara with its huge pulling power. Where would we be without it? 
dead air in this time slot is the answer. <laughs> I don't Absolutely. know. Maybe that would test well. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Put it to him downstairs. I've been outside because... You know, I didn't want to hear what was coming up next. No. Because this has been in rehearsal for months. <laughs> See, this be... is what you do. You can't do this, Tone. You can't build it up. I wrote it this morning yeah. uh, in between courses, and Richard <laughs> saw it about halfway through that song. That's right. Second chorus, here's your lines. Okay, well, we'll get to that. Uh, in the meantime, I've just got to mention a segment you did last week, Ed, oh, called yeah. When Restaurants Go Mad. Different nations' cuisines team up. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a lot of beauties last week. I actually uh, used to go to one in Edinburgh when I was there, uh, the Kebab Mahal. <laughs> sure people listening would know the Kebab Mahal if you've been uh, to Scotland. Very interesting food in Scotland. <laughs> Probably best not to get to that. <laughs> had enough racism for one show. Yes, we have. What about uh, this bloke here, Adam Beck? He's uh, emailing from Alice Springs, and he says, here in Alice Springs, we have a Swiss-Indian restaurant. Swindian. (laughs) Used to have an Irish-Indian tavern. What would that be? Or Indian. (laughs) And the Swiss-Indian restaurant has a billboard with uh, a Scotsman on it, Billy Connolly, saying, it's a bloody unusual menu. (laughs) Sure he didn't say the word bloody. No. (laughs) (laughs) I've cleaned that up. All right, uh, that is an example Wait. of... When restaurants go mad. Keep them coming. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's a fire drill going on Yeah. in the building right now. A lot of people... Uh, that we didn't know anything about. No. It's interesting, the fire drills, because pretty much everyone is safe except for the people in the soundproof rooms. <laughs> so people come back from fire drills and the guys in production and guys on air, what's going on? Nothing. <laughs> It was a small fire. I guess we're goners. <laughs> I think the fire was extinguished by an ideas shower that oh, was occurring right. in Excellent. the boardroom. So. One thing I did like, there was a couple of people out there playing the role of the fire warden with the hats on, yeah. but then there was a couple of other people that they'd recruited to play the part of the fire, <laughs> and they were just they were running through the halls going, burn, burn, burn. Night of graduates. Quality actors. A lot of them. Uh, all right. And Speaking of quality acting. Yeah, what do we got? Well, Tone, uh, the Pelican Menace is one that we've been flagging on this program. Yes, originally uh, brought up by our friends on The Cage in Brisbane, Mm. uh, who seem to attract a lot of listeners who have had things stolen, uh, including children and dogs, by pelicans. Yeah, now the pelicans have turned, people. This is a public announcement. Uh, They are on the swallow uh, big time, so you have to watch out. Now... Basically, what's happened is, Tone, we have Live Earth coming up this Saturday. Yes, yes. yes. But uh, I probably should have thought of another concert that's already happened. <laughs> but let's Months just... of a rehearsal. <laughs> let's just say I have. Uh, this is a recording <laughs> from the... Fu- should we say it's from the future, I guess? It's a recording. What do you have to say? You've already done it. Okay, sh- it's shush. All right, let's get into some live theatre. No? Or, or live rock music. Live rock music. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, woo. All right, kids, yeah. Keeping it straight. Welcome back to Live Earth. Uh, that was Flock of Seagulls. Uh, and now, please welcome a new band, Flock of Pelicans. <laughs> yes, hello, hello. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, the, full name, the full name of my band is uh, Man with Flock of Killer Pelicans. I am the man, and these are the Killer Pelicans. Rock, rock. Okie dokie. Trust you. Let's get started. I will release these pelicans into the unsuspecting crowd. That's you. But you have a choice. Either drop your worldly possessions into their gaping beaks or you will be swallowed whole. Quiet, my pretties. Those who don't believe me, I have in my hand this chihuahua. Swallowed whole. I can assure you these pelicans are ravenous and can swallow anything up to a teenager. Oh, as if. I mean, I, I could take them. Really? Let's just see about that, shall we? You had your chance. Now put your your wallets and jewellery and keep screaming because you're still being swallowed oh. uh, into their beaks oh. Oh. and they may just have oh. mercy and regurgitate you. Oh. Oh. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for supporting, supporting Australian music and enjoy the rest of Live Earth. All right. I'm confused. <laughs> and I work on this show. <laughs> Is that the bloke from the box of killer bees? Yes. <laughs> He's back, sounding a little bit Bob Franklin. <laughs> Just a little bitch. 
Great work, Rich. Who was vomiting at the end? Well, the Pelicans were regurgitating. The Pelicans had swallowed people and then they were regurgitating. There's a lot of like Robert Altman overlapping dialogue, mm-hmm. which is very difficult to do when you're playing four roles. <laughs> I love a sketch that comes with a kit that explains it. <laughs> Richard, you did a great job. Now, I should point out, Richard played the part of Pelicans. Pelican. Proud and yeah. swallowed Chihuahua. Probably Chihuahua. best not to linger at the scene. <laughs> You're listening to Get This, the home of theatre restaurant of the mind. Get This. Wearing a pair of Speedos. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. You're listening to Get This Around the Nation on Triple M, courtesy the Nissan Navara. What a 4x4 and podcast. Have we got one today? Yes, it's up today on the Grid Podcast. Is that 99? I think it might be. Might be. Um, Number 99. Cool. Did you put that uh, montage together, Rich? Yeah. Well um, done, Rich. Obviously, the, the, the key ones are 99. Luft balloons. balloons. Yeah. Uh, 1999 by Prince. A mm. couple of other Smokies in there as well. Oh, I didn't get uh, the 90. That one. The, the soaring one. The folk one. Yeah, what was that? Was that... Uh, Peter, Paul and Mary. Should I reveal? Yeah, do uh, it. Ard Garfunkel, 99 miles from LA. All oh, right. And also, at the end there... Um, a bit of a treat for everyone listening. Just play it again. Go on, do Oh, it. okay. <laughs> oh, pants down. Going to have to do them all yourself. Do it, Rich. So it's the last one. We've got to guess what the last one is. Yeah. All right. Oh, is that our old friends? I don't want to say their name. It's Toto. Oh, please. They had another song. Yeah, uh, wow. off the album Hydra, the song uh, 99. Now, I didn't know it, obviously, but Google is my friend, mm. and I found all the 99 <laughs> songs yesterday. Google is your friend. Google this phrase in Cavalry Meat Pie. Humbles <laughs> <laughs> we'll how friendly the internet gets. Uh, you know, that's some pretty slick uh, DJ work Very you're doing over there. Let's get straight into the song. Traditional radio style, oh, courtesy yes. R. Marsland. It's a new one from Good Charlotte. The best Charlotte there is from their album Good Morning Revival. It's Dance Floor Anthem at Triple M. Live Earth coming up as well. Two days to go. It's Get This right around the country. Ed Cavalier, Tony Martin, Talk About Mountain coming up next. One triple three five three. We'll tell you your calls after this. It's Triple M. That'd be good, Charlotte, with their dance floor anthem here at Get This mm. Around the Nation on Triple M. Now, yesterday I was claiming yeah. that uh, on a Rolling Stones track, one of the best ones ever, I reckon, uh, mm-hmm. the title track from Let It Bleed, you can hear someone just uh, coming into the studio slamming a door. You did. <laughs> it's true. Have a listen to this. So listen very closely in the left channel. Here it comes. Where are you calling on me? Hear that? Yeah. You have to really concentrate. Turn it up in your car. Here it is again. Calling on me. Yeah. <laughs> so just walked into the studio. It's amazing. Do anyone, you... anyone want a donut? Guys. <laughs> Mick. Mick. Mick, you want a donut? We're just recording one of the greatest songs of no, all no, time. No, Mick, they're jam donuts, mate. They'll go. Seriously. <laughs> no, I love go. those little hidden treats in songs like in Hey Jude, uh, John Lennon drops the F word. Oh, does he? Yeah. When? Because he, he breaks into the chorus a little bit early or oh. he screws up one of the chords. Yeah. Right. Is it clear as day? Or? Pretty, yeah, if you know what he's, he's saying. Yeah. Well, the, hang on. I don't know if it's... Uh, I think uh, Matt Dower uh, in production here was telling me that this happens in a lot of Rolling Stones tracks. You can just hear doors opening and closing. You have to listen real closely on this one. I don't know if everyone would have spotted that one. <laughs> don't think we want to play it again, though. <laughs> I rewatched music news at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I rewatched the uh, the Band Aid doco on Foxtel because they, re- yeah, they replay everything. Who was the pissiest person in the original Band Aid? Heaven Seventeen. Oh. I don't remember their story very well. Heaven I know Seventeen were split off from the original Human League. Were they? Mm. Okay. Well, I wouldn't leave the Human League too quickly. Um, <laughs> and uh, when Status Quo arrived for the uh, for the recording of the song to try and save Ethiopia from its crippling famine, yes. a-, a journalist went. All right, uh, fellas, you got a um, status quo? You got a message for the people of uh, Ethiopia? And one of them turns around and goes, Yeah, yeah, sorry we couldn't make it there last time on our tour, but we'll uh, try and get down there to see you next time. Oh, they love status quo. Got that. 
Drop that, kiddies. I love watching portly gents in two tight acid wash jeans. <laughs> in the Ponytails. <laughs> All right, it's time to cruise up Talkback Mountain. Scams and scandals. I'm Anna Corrin. No, this is what we're doing today. Uh, someone, Karen Masson, has emailed me wanting advice. Okay. Ed, you're in the acting game. Listen to this. She says, my 17-year-old just went in for an interview at such and such management who had advertised work through suchandsuch.com. Uh-huh. Now, he knows he's no Marlon Brando, but he was hoping to get some extra work. Is there a lot of extra work about there? I used to do extra work. Yeah. Uh, I got ki- I got kicked off the set of a Skittles commercial because <laughs> the idea was that there was a shower of Skittles and yeah. we all used to, we all had to like reach to the heavens and grab Skittles and yeah. then look happily at the person next to us <laughs> sure. and then like eat a Skittle. And I was way too happy for the Skittles. <laughs> I was grabbing Skittles and rubbing myself oh. all over them as if they if it was some sort of loofah. <laughs> uh, and I got escorted off the set. So did yeah, you like I, that? no, I used to. I, I did a lot of extra work. Okay, I, uh, my halcyon meat pie days. Now this uh, person here, Karen, says the impression that uh, my son and I got was of a very slick operation asking for two hundred and ninety bucks for a profile. Yeah. Listen, normally when you go into a mm. uh, a casting agent that's a caravan and they ask for two hundred ninety dollars in dollar coins, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> that reputable. No smile, no actual offer of work, just you could do this and you could do that. It was very off-putting. Tony, you've been involved in the industry for many years. Is uh, this the norm? Do you come across a few sleazy types that tend to look down at you as if it, but it's worth it for the benefits that may follow or are our instincts right and we're better off out of there? Now, we hear a lot of this sort of talk of people saying, we'll put a profile on the internet. Yeah. And, you know, and then nothing happened. They just created a MySpace for you. Is that right? Thanks very much for the 290. Yeah, it's a big scam, actually. It's very dodgy because you go along and they say, oh, we need $290 uh, for headshots and to create an internet profile. Mm. And so the, the photocopy kid comes out, takes a photograph on a digital camera <laughs> of you sort of holding a daffodil looking. Or just forces your head into the photocopier. Yeah. <laughs> it's colour. It's colour. The squash looks in at the moment. Right. Uh, and then away you go. Then you never hear anything. So what happens to that photograph? Straight through the shredder? Absolutely right. <laughs> so we're just going to file these. Meh. <laughs> and you never hear anything. It's a big scam. Okay. Mm. And you yourself have bitten on this? Yeah, I did initially in a such and such company in uh, Sydney when I was trying to get into the game. Uh, I went along, but here I am now. You know what I mean? Skittles commercial, booted off. I did a Sears commercial. I was up the back in a Sears commercial. What, Sears for the United States? United States. They recreated America uh, right here in uh, right here in uh, in Australia. Wow! And how? No, no, it's oh, a wow. wow. Like, yeah, no, wow. Peter it was amazing. Jackson. And I was, I was <laughs> eat your heart out. And I was there, and I, uh, I, my role was, oh, jeez, uh, God, just thinking back on it now, I had to look to my left. Wonderful. And not up to scratch. No, no, I got, I got through with oh, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. one take, guys, one take. <laughs> Well, there is a lot of shonk in the old, as you mentioned, a shopping centre. Uh, we, uh, for a film we were doing, we wanted to drive a car through a shopping centre. Right. And we approached one of the uh, fanciest shopping centres in Australia. And they said, no, nobody can film in here. We don't want anyone filming here. And then the guy who was shooting the movie told me that he'd actually shot an ad for that shopping centre. And they wouldn't let them shoot the ad at the shopping centre, <laughs> so they flew to New York for two weeks and shot it in a similar-looking shopping centre in the United States. That is bizarre. That's shopping centres don't look like shopping centres on film? Oh, they would have photoshopped all the signs out. I don't ah, know. How's that? That's a scam. And everyone hated having to go to New York for two no, weeks. What a, what a nightmare. What a bummer. <laughs> okay, here's a scam. Is, no, hang on. This is a question mark. Is this a scam? Mm. Dog gives birth to kitten. So, in a, in a, in a Chinese village, yeah. uh, a, a dog has given birth to two puppies and a kitten. Really? Is that for sure? Yes. Can that happen now? Well, the kitten yaps like a puppy. Looks like a kitten yaps like a puppy. Mm. What's going on there in China? Because just a few weeks ago, there, <laughs> was, know, know, but, there was a kitten born with wings. No, no, no. The kitten grew wings. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was something you received in the email. Uh, Nikki Hamilton, our producer, is looking alarmed. She's yeah. got that, I could give birth to a kitten look on her yeah. face. <laughs> you could have a whole litter in there. <laughs> Could yeah, be anything. So people are piling into other species now. But my, but they're saying the problem is they're saying that it's a scam to try and get publicity for the dog breeder. 
Oh, so they're saying, okay. give us money, we will guarantee you a dog cat. There's so much <laughs> scam work. Yeah. I'm getting uh, Viagra emails by the uh, dozens at the moment. Mm. Uh, listen to this. When you get an, an email and the headline is, stiff you want, <laughs> you're going to open that? Yeah. I'll I don't know it. what country it's from, but maybe the Viagra people should change the name of their product to stiff you want. Oh, it's working. Listen to this. Make plenty with love hours longer than expected. It's a Viagra waterfall you can't afford the ignore. <laughs> a Viagra waterfall. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> you know, why don't these people, they're like investing millions of dollars. Oh. Why don't they just hire someone that can speak the language of the people they're sending it to? Are they trying to say it's Viagra Falls? Is that what they're doing? <laughs> ah. Oh, is that what that is? Is that what is it Viagra Falls? Is that, oh. they've, they've spent a lot of money to send me a pun. Chief <laughs> puns. Scams. Have you spotted any out there, Mr. Marsland? When I was a kid, um, my, my sister and I, we did this. We bought, we went down the shop. And I've heard of a few kids doing this, actually. I reckon kids all think pretty much the same thing sometimes at around the same age. Went down to the shop. We found one of those raffle books that you can buy. Oh, yeah. And we just went around to the local area yeah. and sold uh, raffle tickets. Yeah, yeah, we all did that. <sighs> and of course, you know, the, the, the people in their houses know that they're not going to win anything. Do they? But, we're, you know, we're selling them for two bucks a piece. Sweet. <laughs> I think we sold about two of them before. Tonight, on Today Tonight, <laughs> Richard Marsland, <laughs> mild-mannered panel operator or scam merchant. Yeah. We sold about two Baby of them Baby broker. <laughs> How much did you make? It's about $4, and then my parents were called. <laughs> <laughs> we were in all manner of trouble. That was just last week. All right. Uh, call us with the scam you've heard about, been the victim of, or perpetrated. One triple three five three. That's in excess. Here we get this on Triple M. This is dodgy stuff. We've got scams on the line. Who's got one? Ed. Hi, Scott. Yeah, g'day, mate. How you going? Good, mate. What was the scam? Mate, when I was at school, down in primary school, I, um, I used to have homing pigeons. So I'd go to school, sell the homing pigeon, tell them to let them out for a fly, they come back to my place, sell them again the next day. Oh. Fake! <laughs> used to get two bob a pigeon in those days. And um, how much did we make, Scott? Oh, I made a lot of count. used to do it every week. Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah, I know good. a bloke in New Zealand who had a homing Mark III Zephyr. He sold really? that about four times. <laughs> it's a great scam if you can pull it off. Good job, Scott. You still pulling that one? No, mate, no, no. I, uh, I'm not allowed to have pigeons at home anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it was an incident. Uh, thank you for the call, mate. Nice to talk to you. That was That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Feel free to use these yourself. None of them are legal. We should point that out. But uh, Is the pigeon one illegal? I don't know. He never said they weren't homing pigeons. We're not looking for legal. We're looking for ingenious. Who's got one? Hi, Paul. How are you? Yeah, good, guys. Yourself? Excellent, mate. Your scam? Uh, back in the mid-80s, me and one of my mates were wrestling card uh, collectors and uh, after a while his shop stopped selling them and uh, so I offered to buy them for him and uh, the packets were held together by a very light coat of wax. Uh, so I found out pretty quickly I could open up his packs, rummage through them, grab what I needed, chuck in my swaps and he was none the wiser. Oh, face Loading the dick! So he ended up with like 300 cards of the Iron Sheik uh, <laughs> and you had all the good stuff. Well, that was the fun. I used to see how many swaps I could put in a pack without him uh, thinking something was up. So it's I think I got up to about three or four of the same card in a pack, and he just kept sort of thinking he was ripped off by the company, but it was me. But he kept opening him up and going, bam, bam, Bigelow again. <laughs> Times can I get this guy? What was the uh, most coveted in those days? Or probably Hulk Hogan, I yes. would have to get the wrestling cards yeah, in, in the pre-Mr. Nanny years. <laughs> okay, well, good job, Paul. footy stroke wrestling card scam. Mm. Pretty good idea. G'day, Michael. Hey, how you doing, Ed? Excellent, mate. The scam. Talk us through it. I wanted to order a set of binoculars out of the back of a TV guide, yeah. of, like, years ago. Had it, like, ruby-coated, see really far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I go to my dad and I give him $40. Yep. He's going to order it over with the credit card. Mm-hmm. They haven't come. I go to my mother, where are they? He goes, your father doesn't have a credit card. Oh, fake. Oh, <laughs> so what was he up to there? I don't know. He just, I guess he took up some pub money. Oh, scammed by your own dad. I know. Oh, by the way, I reckon that Anna Corrin is a guy. Wow. <laughs> I'll throw that in. So you're saying Anna Corrin is fake. Um, Michael, well. thank you very much for a libelous <laughs> comment, unsolicited. Well done, sir. It's quite disturbing, actually. Call in. Pre-ops. All right. Well, uh, have we ever been scammed by, I mean, I guess, uh, yeah. yeah, there's lots of stuff we can't say about our dads. We could top those stories. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My dad used to set up offshore companies to duke me out of money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. G'day, Peter. How are you? Uh, good, thanks, guys. Mate, uh, talk us through the scam. 
Well, you know, you set up a company that promotes adult DVDs, something yep. like We're Really Sick People or something like that. Sure. Naughty, naughty R Us. Yep. And you get the orders for the videos, DVDs, mm. and you write back to them saying we couldn't supply it due to um, restrictive laws. Mm. Here's our cheque for your money back. Now, what good-natured man wants to go and deposit I'm a sicko proprietary limited cheque into their bank account oh. where their wife will see it? Yeah. Now, I think there's a bit of this about, isn't there? So Dang they choose on. a name that's so embarrassing mm. that you don't want to go to the bank. Now, in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, did they? Pull, I think they yeah. pulled a similar scam, oh, didn't did they, they, Peter? Yes. Yeah. So no one cashes the cheque, you keep your money. Absolutely right. And, and the, it is, you can't be touched. Can't be touched. Can't well, be touched. Well, there you go. I'm so, I like the people versus big and bouncy dot com. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ed, would you please cash our checks? Yeah. There are so oh. many good scams. Oh, Peter, come on. <laughs> there are so many good scams to be learned from the movies. Yeah. How many people have tried to do that one over the years that Richard Pryor was doing in Superman Three? Oh, the sausage slicing, they call it. What is that? Where you just get the yeah the point oh, 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 one percent of a, of one cent of one cent all the rounded down cents. Oh. I think everybody's had a go at that, ever they? Yeah, they do it uh, in office space as well. Ah, there you go. Finally, Catherine, how are you? <laughs> Good, thank you. Your scam? Yeah, twice in the last year, I've received letters from Spain mm. saying that I've won up to a, a million euros, and I just have to send my account details to this uh, Jose Alvarez and he'll get it all happening for me. <laughs> no, no, Catherine, I know Jose. He's yeah. legitimate. Yeah. I would, oh, really? Uh, yeah, no, I would send that no, over. No, 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 don't send it. And it's all nicely printed on their inkjet printer. No, it's so rubbish. It's, so <laughs> it's a scam. Crayon. It is a scam. The real one is in Nigeria. That's Absolutely. where you want to be sending your cash. <laughs> yeah, we Googled the first one and it was dodgy, so the second one just went straight to the bin. There you go. I was trying to get excited for two seconds thinking, oh, million euros. I've won a lottery I never entered. I and, know. And and yeah, there's, I love that, that somebody in, you know, Ringwood in Victoria has gone, wow, I've been singled out for a million dollars. What a generous <laughs> bunch of people they are. Those Spaniards. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone. What a bunch of nonsense. Absolutely. Dodgy scams, mm. every last one of them. Mm. And in the next hour of this show, hey, you may not have heard of her. You may have if you live in Melbourne. You may have if you live on the comedy circuit. But, hey, she is going to be Big raps. to drop some names. Big we love her. It's Geraldine Hickey. Get this. Pretty flaky, to be honest. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Because I can if I don't because I want to Well, it's clearly the second hour Be ignored by the step and the board Because mm-hmm. I'm gonna Has been for some time here at Get This uh, Brought to you by the Nissan Navara with its huge pulling power And uh, look who we've got in the studio today Geraldine Hickey was with us earlier in the year Meaty N uh, Geraldine, we love a name drop on this show. Have you got any big name celebrities you can just uh, throw into your conversation at random? I've got heaps There? Yeah Who? Uh, how about we start with Gary Pinto? Who's that? Yeah, good work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not the Gary Pinto. Yeah, the Gary Pinto. Do you remember the band uh, CDB? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cool Danny Young Boys. Is that it, what it's for? Uh, that's what everyone thought. I always thought it was Central District Business. No, no. <laughs> close. No, I think uh, Gary told me it was it sort of for Create Dream Believe. But personally, I prefer the Cool Danny Long Boys. <laughs> And That's where cool. are they now? What are, what are they, you know, gearing up for a second uh, attack? Do you know what? I think they are. I, yeah, mm. there is talk of the band getting back together. Oh, really? Geez. Yeah, but without the dancing, so I don't see the point. No. <laughs> Really? But isn't one of them one of the backup singers on Australian Idol? Yes. Yeah, that's Gary. Oh, that's Gary. Yeah, yeah. And he, he does a lot of writing with Guy Sebastian. See, there's another name. Dropped it in. Bang. Okay, uh, go for the three for. Oh, uh, and... Um, Who else have you bumped into? Come on. It's someone oh, from culture or past the present. <laughs> oh. Someone from Ace of Base, if we're going back to CDV country. I had an Ace of Base CD. Yeah, oh, oh, that's yeah, pretty that's impressive. That that that's yeah. number three. We're out of the blocks with the name dropping. More to come here at Get This. All she wants to do is dance. Uh, Don Henley assures us here at Get This around the nation on Triple M, where nothing's fake or lavender. And we're in this hour of the show. You could win a lethal array of double-sided daggers fantasy blades and concealed sabres favoured by some teenage street gangs. Oh, what a prize pack. Mm. Why would you win that? Why would you want to? Let's ask Geraldine Hickey. Hello, Geraldine. 
comedian and uh, our co-host for this hour. Uh, obviously, someone who knows about the street gang. She knows someone in uh, CDB. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We, we go way back. We actually met in Israel right. at the Sea of Galilee. Yeah, While sure. we're lining up to go on a water slide. That's usually where they are. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. And how did, did you recognise him from season oh, we were on a we were on a tour together and I knew he was on the tour and I was like, oh my God, you're Gary. <laughs> Hot. That's a pretty impressive <laughs> what day. What was the tour? Uh, I actually went to, to World Youth Day in Rome. Really? Yeah, and we stopped off in Israel on the way over there. What was your platform? Uh, what do you mean? Like, well, I'm a youth. Isn't it like I was Catholic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I, I went to see the Pope. Sweet. It was cool. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was amazing. No, it was really quite amazing. Uh, we were in Rome, there's something like 2.3 million people there wow. to see the Pope. And all the all these people were chanting, Villa Papa, Villa Papa, hey, hey. And then there's a group of about 200 Aussies all singing, John Paul too, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> Did he awesome. come out and uh, high five all the people in the front of the audience? This he tried to. <laughs> Lots uh, a bit of that. It was weird because there, there was a lot of people that tried to run up onto the stage and hug him and stuff, and there was just security <laughs> around everywhere. It was amazing, yeah. How far did they get? Oh, one guy got all the way up to the top, yeah, and and sort of knelt at, at the Pope's legs, and uh, and then, you know, he kind of waved off the security and had a bit of a chat to him, and then... It's nice. Yeah. So he got rewarded? Yeah, yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah, it was It's good. like paper, it's a knockout. I <laughs> like it. <laughs> It really was. I've got this video footage of all these girls trying to, you know, get past security and they couldn't. But anyway. Really? Pash yeah. the Pope. Yeah. yeah. But what do you do when you get up to the Pope? You sort of go like, hey. Oh, g'day. Hey, man. What's going on? Give us a ring. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, give us 20 rings. Uh, now, I said, you know, you could win a prize pack. Uh, we do have, we're not allowed to say prize pack on this show. We have no. to say a gift a because gift. our competition idea is so dodgy. <laughs> Explain to Geraldine what this competition yeah. that you and Richard have cooked up is. Well, well uh, go right ahead. Thanks, Rich. Well, uh, I just showed Geraldine, everyone who comes on this show who hasn't been for a while, they get the first thing they get shown is uh, Zoo Magazine's Booty Bank. Yeah. Uh, which is Zoo Magazine trying to build up a surplus of pictures of asses yeah. for the impending Armageddon. It's a massive uh, database <laughs> of women's asses. Right. Now, uh, as Geraldine pointed out, she thinks one of the girls is hung like a horse, which is very nice. Okay. Okay. I just, it just, there was, you know, hung like a horse or not. Some positions just don't fit. But, and I just thought it was relating to one particular picture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope nobody's beaten uh, us to our own idea, because what is it, Ed? Now, if you're a gentleman with a petite seat, uh, and you can get your picture of your ass mm. uh, in a G-string mm. into the Zoo Magazine booty bank, we give you a DVD player. But how do we know it's you, I hear you asking, mm -hmm. Geraldine? Mm -hmm. Just draw a little picture of Richard, Richard Marsland's face on your ass, yeah. and that way we'll know it's you. It's a two-man operation, basically, yeah. because you've got to have someone to take the picture uh, and someone to draw Richard's face. What, do you, what if someone actually got Richard's face tattooed <laughs> onto it? Would that increase that. the prize? Yeah. Uh, Maybe a, a box set to go with the DVD player? Yes. Yeah, DVD Brilliant. player. Your Allo Allo collection. We'll, we'll throw in the full Allo Allo collection. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, As punishment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> now, what we have to watch out for is, you know, do, do they airbrush the asses in the booty bank? Like, I'd hate them to airbrush oh. out the Richard Marsland oh. uh, watermark. What are you... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's like homegirls or something like that, isn't it? So they pretty much leave them alone. Mm. Uh, yeah. they, 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 they airbrush. <laughs> have you seen these pictures? Uh, the other one. They haven't they been haven't. airbrushed. No, you're quite right, Geraldine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is... Um, yeah, the problem, I reckon, is that we're announcing it, so the people at Zoo are ready for it of now. Of course. They're going to oh, be yeah. examining every arse mm. for traces of Marsland. <laughs> well, I mean, the tattoo idea wasn't mine, but this is the Australia's Funniest Home Videos yeah, problem. what happened last, last year. year. Ed tried to get a, a video on but he talked about it on the show, so mm. they were, you know, awake to him. Yeah. Right. And started, they started so doing little in-jokes on the program. You hear about Phone that? call for Mr. Cavalli. Yeah, they taunted me. In the, <laughs> really? the wacky voiceover man taunted me. That oh. is the lowest point you can be at, I reckon, <laughs> yeah. when the bloke who does the voiceovers on Funniest <laughs> is taking the piss. I can go lower. <laughs> I'm sure you could. I, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we can go lower, and we'll do that next. Here, get this. Hey, it's Pink. It's Get This Around the Nation on Triple M, where Get This podcast number... 99. 
Was that a bit of Toto at the end there? Oh, please. Sorry. Toto. 99 goes up on the grid today. Geraldine Hickey, a comedian, is sitting in on the show today. Do you get into the podcasting, Geraldine? Uh, I do, a little bit, if I had an iPod. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is this cash for comment? Are you trying to get someone to send (laughs) it? It is my birthday on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Tell you what I love is uh, briefcases full of unmarked bills. Aren't (laughs) they great? Yeah, cold hard cash. I'm a big fan of them. Podcast 99 features Ed's DVD corner. Poor. The Pelican Menace. Mm. Hopefully the last ever mention of Paris Hilton. Mm. An exclusive interview with Keith Urban's pants. Mm, that went well. And someone called Daryl Felch. I don't remember what that he's was. A right, <laughs> he's a right-wing commentator. <laughs> Is he? He's only on this show. Uh, right. Geraldine, can I ask, uh, have you just recently gotten the sack? I did. I don't know if you remember. Last time I was on the show, I spoke about working at um, at a bowling alley. At a bowling alley, and it yeah. gave us a real insight, and I thought that was great. It's on one of our podcasts. Mm. Are yes. you saying, I hope... That segment didn't contribute. It did, actually. Um, <laughs> it was the whole and sole reason <laughs> I went back to work and the bosses said, listen, we don't really agree with what you said on the radio. Um, and we weren't impressed still. by the better music variety either. Yes, yes. <laughs> you should pack your bags. Well, you don't have any. Just go. No, uh, come on. No, no, no. It wasn't that. It was, uh, it was a combination of things. I kind of, I left, really. I asked to be fired. How long had you worked at the bowling alley? Six years. Six years. And what the company you, for six years. Yeah, it was really quite do? hard. Breaking the way I, I had to leave. Why? What happened? Or they kind of, I wasn't pretty enough. You weren't pretty enough for yeah. a bowling alley? No, no. We got new owners in and they just kind of, I didn't really fit their new idea, uh, as in I didn't have blonde hair and get my breasts out. Um, wow. Right, so they've, they've obviously decided to get bowling and high quality tail together. Exactly. At last. It's working really well for them, though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and yeah, there was a, a, a situation where staff had stayed back when I was managing a shift, and they they drank after after hours, which they do every night. <laughs> and then uh, and then they said to me, "Oh, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have left them there." So yeah, that's it. I went, "Oh, see you later." Out the door. Yeah, yeah and I finished my shift that night, and that was it. After six years. Wow. Yeah. Did you do any like uh, you know any, like little gesture on your way out? Did you chuck a bowling ball through mm. something or? No, I was tempted to, but they were they were doing my posters for the comedy festival, so I had to oh, be. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I can go back in the next day and get and my posters printed. Does this mean you're technically unemployed now? No, I went to the other kingpin. Oh, another bowling alley. <laughs> Take it across the street. Yeah, I have. I've Let him know. One. Great bit yeah. of revenge. Just be to turn the skill testers onto easy. You know what I mean? That'll get <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. Like a broke giving away all those. Digital watches. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I tell you who's uh, certainly, you know, we've talked about people losing jobs. Then we've talked about people getting jobs that they maybe regretted later. I'm leading, of course, to Meat Pie, a fine Australian film. Have you heard about it, Geraldine? No, I haven't. It's uh, coming out. Well, we hope it's coming out. Ed Cavalier stars. The trailer's on YouTube, and I've been onto your um, MySpace page today, Ed. Have you, Tony? Yeah, I have, because you're, you know, you've got a really good fan base there, and they're mm. fans of the show as well, but mm. they're disgusted. Disgusted <laughs> oh. by your behaviour. Feel the steel, Ed Cavalier. You've got to be joking. It's not even a, you know, the reason that your tackle gets cut off is it's not a meat mincer, it's a slicer. I brought that up on the day. I said, this is a slicer, people aren't going to believe it. They said, don't worry about it. In case you've just tuned in, that's the plot of the movie. <laughs> is it a horror? It's, well, <laughs> unintentionally. It's a fine horror. Look, it's... Uh... It's always a good feeling when you're watching the trailer for a, a comedy and you're just gagging in disgust. Uh, it's like Stand By Me. Uh, meets uh, <laughs> houseboat horror. Uh, Stand by me meets um, Titanic. Mm. Right. Yeah, it's that epic. Write someone on your page. Ed, meat pie is your Watergate. Your Linda trip tapes. <laughs> this is very dizzy stuff indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just oh, Look, it was poorly advised. I was young. I needed the money. I'll mm. say that now. They were paying cash mm. up front, and I. Uh, Wanted to see a Mega Drive. So says, there you go. <laughs> says Wheelsy. Oh, man, I just watched the meat pie tray law, because that's how it's spelled. Mr. Cavalis, what were you thinking? Yeah. I don't know that I want to enter your booty bank challenge anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can knock me, but don't knock the challenge. The challenge is solid. Says Brendan, meat pie, Mr. Cavalier, to give you some credit, it can't be any worse than shit. Like date movie. Although you veered into David Caruso-style overacting <laughs> with your humping 
of the meat mincer. <laughs> Completely improvised that humping, Geraldine. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Completely improvised. Uh, as for meat pie, says I've always. I'm glad I don't work at a butcher's shop. I'll never be able to look at a meat grinder the same way again. Look, it's <laughs> and then someone's done a fantastic. Mo- there, have a look oh, at that, Geraldine. That right. is a picture of Ed making love to the meat mincer, and yeah. someone's added all me plums um, yeah. over the top. <laughs> Beautifully done, Michael. Uh huh. People are starting to realise mm. that we're not joking. That no. it's a real film. But there was uh, wasn't there a comment where someone said uh, it was terrible, and then there were some norks at the end. <laughs> but we did reshoots, Geraldine. I assure you that uh, when they watched the original cut of the film, the director and the producer went, "Well, it's fine." There's not enough Norks, and they went back and did two days of reshoots of just just Norks, just norks wandering through the fields uh, that they put in every now and again when they think it's getting boring. Mm. What I love is it doesn't matter whether it's uh, you know a multi-million dollar Australian film or working down the local bowling alley. Apparently, the problem is not enough Norks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> we've got a Nork deficit in this country, apparently. Uh, we've got to talk about behaviour. That well, obviously, you might like to go outside and call in Ed because. It's time to apologise, Australia. Yes, absolutely. Why should footballers have all the apologising fun? Get it off your chest. Got something you reckon you want to apologise for, Geraldine? Uh, no, I'm a saint. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put that to the test next. Yeah. Get this. They have no morals. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Let's get this. It's on Triple M Around the Nation comedian. Geraldine Hickey is sitting in with us. And, you know, this is the show to come to if you want to get something, you know, out of your system that you want to apologise for. What was that phrase that footballers kept using? Uh, I deeply regret the embarrassment I have caused myself, my family and the club. That's what they have to memorise in the football caper. And we're saying, you know, why not do it yourself? Call up. Say the phrase and, you know, be, be clean. absolved from some kind of behaviour. I'll kick things off. Uh, the other day, I know a lot of people were upset when I pointed out, firstly, that uh, there is no description of Jesus in the Bible. <laughs> and I therefore suggested he could look like anybody. He could look like Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, somebody's stepping a duck. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think that is from Corinthians. So I deeply regret the embarrassment <laughs> I've caused myself, my family and the club. Well, all right, Tone, that leads me to uh, apologise for something in the future. Yeah. Tomorrow, oh. Tomorrow's phone topic. Yeah, in Ger- the first hour of the, the show. In the first hour in Talkback Mountain is uh, prelude to a fart, Geraldine. Yeah. So, oh, Why are we right. doing this? This is a classic uh, Friday topic. Because at my house, where I now live with... I used to live in the catch-up, Geraldine. It was me and five girls. And it was, you know, it was clean. Heaven. It was beautiful. Yeah. Lots of, I mean, we could talk about ugly better <laughs> for hours. Uh, <laughs> but now I live in a dude ranch where it's just all TVs and Xbox and farting. And every time you're going to let one go, you have to have an inventive way of, of introducing it. So if this pen lid is stuck. <laughs> there we go. Okay, there you right. go. So, so I, that's I, the topic on tomorrow's Talkback Mountain. Yeah, I deeply regret the embarrassment I have caused myself, my family and the club. <laughs> right. See, don't you feel better now? I do yeah. feel better. Come yeah. on, Geraldine, All something. Right, then, uh, here we go. Uh, I was in Griffith last week as part of the Comedy Festival Roadshow. In New South Wales. Yep. New South Wales, yeah. Near Walker, I think. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, I apologise for that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I got about three quarters of the way through my set and uh, had to, uh, I went up to the microphone and I said, oh, I'm sorry, I think I'm going to spew in about two seconds' time. <laughs> And I did. And you uh, did? And yeah. did people think it was part of the act? I think they, were, they yeah, it was weird. Are you like, going to have to do that every night now? <laughs> no, I hope not. It was really quite bizarre. I just had to go, sorry, and just walked off like halfway through my set. Wow. Yeah. And how did you come back from that? Uh, I waited till just before the break and I came back and I scolded a schooner of beer. Yeah. Won them back? Yeah, yeah won them back. That but, was easy. Uh, nonetheless... Oh, I deeply regret, <laughs> regret the embarrassment I've caused myself, my family and the club. There you go. Does that feel better now, Mr Marsland? Surely you've caused some embarrassment. Um, about seven years ago, I was at a wedding and uh, this wedding was great because what they had done, every table had gotten a bunch of Instamatic uh, little disposable cameras. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm sorry if that bores you, but I... <laughs> <laughs> 
I Sorry, thought dude. it was really exciting. Okay. I thought it was great. But everyone, that everyone does that. Yeah, everyone does yeah, that. Yeah, it's not new. Well, I've only ever been to one wedding yeah, where. Um, clearly. <laughs> well, I deeply uh, regret uh, <laughs> the embarrassment, the boredom that I just caused you. Oh, <laughs> um, come on, no, Rich. but like uh, I was on this particular table and um, and I was with a few friends of mine and everyone's camera had a name on it uh-huh. and they'd stolen my camera and chosen that one to take some of the more unsavoury photos of the evening. <laughs> oh dear. And I'm saying balls. Nothing, but plenty of scrotum. <laughs> Um, lots of male toilet gear, so I deeply regret uh, the embarrassment I have caused myself, my family, and the club. I, and uh, uh, those photos will be on the Get This Gallery <laughs> by Close of Sun Up today. They were heinous. It's a duty. It is your yeah. duty as a as a party goer that if you find a camera, you must take a photograph of your balls straight away. Oh, I didn't stop well, the balls. Yeah. I'll assure you yeah. of that. That includes oh, you too, ladies. No, you, you went. All right, no, definitely my butt. Let's yeah, fair enough. send it in. Send it into the bank. Uh, let's get the listeners on board. Yeah. It feels good to apologise to yourself, your family, and the club. Call up, absolve yourself of some appalling behaviour. One triple three five three. Oh, thank you, Van Halen. Where do you buy those synthesizers? Let's get this around <laughs> the nation on Triple M. Geraldine Hickey is sitting in with us. Uh, she does a bit of comedy. She's apologised for some of her appalling behaviour. Mm. Why shouldn't everybody? Who's going to Ed? Hello, Ashley. Hi, how you going? We're excellent. Apologise away. Uh, I'm really sorry, but I was moving out of a flat just a short while ago with my sister, and we didn't like the flatmate, and when we came to settle, time to settle all the bills, we, we thought he was ripping us off. And so what we did is when we were cleaning up all the bathroom, we got the cloth from the kitchen to clean the toilet, we put that back on the bench, mm. and also we like had a cup of milk right up the back of the pantry, so it would be a smelly, and just feel really, really, really bad still. Right. Oh, dear. Well, that's a sincere apology. I'd like to apologise for the quality of that phone reception there. Well, Ashley, you but are a from, piece of work. From what I could tell, a carton of milk was left. With no, a glass of milk was left in a cupboard to stink. Oh, but yeah. if that's not enough, the uh, the kitchen wipey thing was used on the toilet and then mm. put back. We can't condone oh. that. Not on no. my watch! So that's, no, uh, that at all. Well, at so least she's apologised. a bit much. Let's move on to more appalling behaviour. <laughs> Tani, how are you? I'm not too bad. Feeling pretty terrible at the moment. Go on. Go on, get it out of your system. I yelled at my husband last night for not giving me enough support with our two-year-old son, and I feel totally terrible about it. Oh, well done. He works, he works six days a week, and um, he does 12-hour days and stuff, and he's outside, and mm. he's a labourer and all that sort of thing, and I just, yeah, feel terrible. When you say he's outside, I thought you meant that you make him sleep outside. I thought, that's <laughs> no, a bit, no, 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 he works much. outside. <laughs> and what was the final straw that led to that explosion? What had he done? Oh, just build-up of the two-year-old not doing what he's told and not having support from hubby and me being the bad guy all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and just Do you know build the up s- of it over time. Solution there, Tani, is no kids. Uh, the DVDs <laughs> never get out of control. They're always doing what they're told. <laughs> Well, late for that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we're very poor with the parenting advice on this program. We can supply some fake polite applause if that's going to alleviate things. Tani, well done. You've apologised. Yeah, well, well done. Uh, Tim, are you there? Yep. Well, what did you do? Well, I had a, a huge, huge night out with some mates and kind of got a bit carried away with happy hour. Nice. And I um, can't really remember leaving the pub, but I went into my place of work, which is a supermarket, mm. and decided that the deli had too many barbecue chickens. <laughs> So what'd you do? Hopped on the PA and used a few choice expletives to mark down all the chickens at two for five dollars up there. Right. And and which football club do you play for? Uh, Woolworths at the time. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like top gear, though. Well, they fired me the next week, and then Uh. three months later they asked me to come back. So Chickens hadn't been moving since that, Tim. Since you (laughs) left, the chickens were just sitting there. So uh, you got over the loudspeaker... And said the something something chickens are two for five bucks. Yeah, brilliant. But I can't remember. In all honesty, I can't remember doing it. I could only go off the statements that the uh, people were reading back to me, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I, I probably did. I was. <laughs> but they've called you back for more. Yeah, well, it's yeah, I had, gonna... I had a four month a four month break, and then I, I got to go back for a few years, and I've only just recently left the company again. So. Wow. Uh, good on, on my own terms this time. Good on you, Tim. Uh, and if there's. <laughs> Obviously, what? a genuine flair for sales. There, just, clearly, 
I just love that that's all. That's the prank he's thought of. Oh, I'm really smashed in a supermarket. I'll discount. I know. I'm going to discount some chickens. <laughs> That'll get them. <laughs> all right, we have time for one more genuine apology. Ben, how are you? Oh, not too bad, guys. Uh, what did you wrong. do? I feel dirty. Watched the meat pie trailer last night. Oh. <laughs> so you can confirm that this is a real film trailer on the YouTube. Oh. Oh, that, if that if that scene with the meat mixer is not going to come back to haunt Ed, I don't know what will. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one they'll be uh, showing on. This is your life in slow motion with wind beneath your wings playing. Ben, the thing to Ben, the thing to remember is though, mate, it's a trailer, so we have to give you the uh, how do you say the tamer material to get you in. That yeah. is the tip of the iceberg, my friend. <laughs> I, I, did I catch a glimpse of a goat on that? I'm not sure if it was just no, a goat. No, 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 Ben. That, no, no, Ben. The uh, all the goat. Sex work was done later on in the reshoots. This is just oh. the original filming days. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, don't play it, you lot. Get your <laughs> hand off that. No, sorry, Ben, but they were they're going to try and they're trying to they're going to try and play the trailer. Don't you play it? But when was this filmed? This movie? Three, four years ago. And so you were out of work. You had no choice but to take the role. Is that one of I those? Want, no, I wanted money, and I thought it would be interesting to see what it was like to go on a film set where the day when you got up, when you got there on the day, they'd mm. say, Ed, now. um... Okay, we don't really have a script for this scene. What do you think should happen? <laughs> so the meme means your idea? And there was a car chase that was meant mm. to be part of uh, the show. All right, and I said, okay, car chase day. This is going to be fun. Ah, uh, yeah, no, we don't have a car chase. Uh, so um, could you jelly wrestle a biker instead? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben, do you think you'll be renting the film when it comes out? Uh, I'd have to be pissed and... Uh, I don't know. I'd have oh. to, I wouldn't want anyone to catch me watching it. No. <laughs> the, D- uh, the DVD comes. I can, just, I, I can just see the music. I can just see Nida using that meat mixer scene. Just to, you know. It is a very disturbing scene, the meat mixer, but we should point out that later in the trailer, uh, the appendage is reattached. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, we, I saw that too, but I, I, the bit I like is how professional the trailer is. That you've got It goes to about at 3 minutes 40, and then you've got a minute and a half of just the black screen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It's just a minute and a half of nothing. I love that bit. And that, and that was the best bit of the whole trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'll be ten more seconds of that on the DVD. Yes, right. I deeply apologise for the embarrassment caused to myself and all those associated with me. Thank you, Ben. And thank you, listeners. More in a moment. Reflections of a sound silver chair here again this on Triple M. Around Australia, we're everywhere except, I think, South Australia. Australia yeah. You can't uh, smoke in a pub or club. Have you noticed much of that Geraldine Hickey out and about? Uh, well, I don't go out. No, I have noticed it. Um, I'm definitely moving to South Australia now. Yeah, well, you've got yeah. till November. I oh, think then the laws kick in there. I'll probably get sick of Adelaide by then anyway. <laughs> so. Well, there's a, way, there's a way you can avoid that, and that is to become an international high roller. Really? Yeah, because they get <laughs> a special exception. I taped this off the news the other night. The ban makes it illegal to smoke in all pubs and clubs, the only exception being the International High Rollers Room at the city's generic casino. Casino manager Ron Throsby. Oh, look, I don't think Australians are going to be too put out if some bloke from, say, China wants to come out here and spark up a cigarette in the privacy, the sanctity, the sealed atmosphere of the International High Rollers Room. But isn't this sealed room exactly what regular pubs and clubs have been asking for? Yeah, but your local pub doesn't have an International High Rollers Room, does it? Until now. Dave Butcher is the bar manager of Wollongong's Kershaw Arms. Well, this is our new... Mecca, can you switch that music over, mate? uh, This is our new international high rollers room. Please help yourself to a martini in Parmo. Oh, I'll tell you what, just as well we've bolted down the tin for the spastic kiddies. I've heard the Ocean's Eleven mob could be through later. But Mr Butcher, apart from that old bloke talking to himself at the bar dressed as a croupier and that Doug Parkinson lookalike dismantling an engine block on what looks to be a hand-drawn blackjack table, isn't this just your standard front bar? Uh, have you checked out the dice-shaped urinal cakes and the gents? Where are the international high rollers? Oh, well, that bloke with the scratchy tickets over at the pool table, I think he might be Vietnamese. Oh, and here comes one of our whales. <coughs> oh, Dave, eh? can we switch over from Jean de Florette to the trots? <coughs> of... Oh, sorry, uh... I'll be getting back to the Cote d'Azur to hook up with Robbie Williams and Princess Mary. 
Oh, shit. Les has just won a... A million bucks in the trivia comp. Back at the casino, Ron Throsby continues to defend the policy. What about murder? Would you condone murder? Oh, look, I don't think Australians are going to kick up too much of a stink if some bloke from China wants to come out here and say, murder three people in the privacy of the International High Rollers Room. A view that has since spread to the wider community. When police entered the house where the killing spree occurred, they discovered what they described as a makeshift International High Rollers Room. And when members of the CIB raided this drug dealer in progress atop a multi-storey car park in the city, they found three men using a portable international high rollers room in an attempt to evade prosecution. Step away from the roulette wheel. What about gambling? Would you condone gambling in the international high rollers room? No, no, of course we wouldn't. It's just somewhere to have a quiet smoke. Okay, that issue's sorted out. More in a moment, I'll get this. Oh, that'd be those vapors winding up another round of Get This. We're disgracefully late, but here's a bonus. Not as disgracefully late as we usually are. Geraldine Hickey, <laughs> thank you for sitting in for the whole thank hour. You, not a problem at all. You've got Good nothing fun. to plug, I hear. Uh... Just my birthday oh, on yeah. a Saturday. Get behind that. Go to yeah. the website yeah. this Saturday. Happy birthday in advance, Geraldine. MySpace.com, Geraldine Hickey. Thank you. Oh, is that serious? You've got one of those? Yeah, I've got a MySpace. Mm-hmm. Mine's right. heaps better than anyone else's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it. Have you seen Richard Marsland's moribund side? It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Needs a lot of work. Uh, yes, thanks everyone who called up and contributed and apologised today. Our key phrase today... Everybody, I deeply regret the embarrassment I have caused myself, my family and the club. And we'll be back tomorrow to wind up the week with Josh Lawson. Chefo from Sea Patrol. <laughs> and it's all thanks to that 4x4 with a huge pulling power. You know it. It's the Nissan Navara. That is absolutely false.